Hey, how we doing? This is Ian Pope, the host of the Popecast, coming at you live in living color today. And um, almost neither of those things are true, but it's Tuesday. You could tell probably just by the tone in my voice. Today is Tuesday, and we've got a very special, more they're all special, right? A very special episode of the Popecast today on which I am going to give you the definitive take on LeBron James' basketball career, why he is not the GOAT, and that fact was established before he even took his first dribble in the NBA, shot his first shot, tossed his first pass. That is uh, one you're going to want to stick around for. I guess I'll finish with that because that sounds like a pretty catchy topic. And uh, this is beyond refute, so you can take this going forward and... Um, you know, LeBron is a big-time winner in basketball. That goes without saying. But this will stamp his legacy, forever tarnish his legacy after I release this information. Very exciting. Very exciting. The weekend that was, had a big weekend at Teehee's Comedy Club in Des Moines. Had a uh, nice little set down there. Did 15 minutes to start off a show on Thursday night down there. The set went great. I... Set up a GoPro. I tried to record these things if I remember. And so I was uh, thoughtful enough to bring the GoPro along with me. I set up the GoPro and I never pressed play as I discovered the next day when I went to go watch it back. So um, failure. I do have audio that I uh, kept and listened to. And the audio, of course, is entirely useless. But what are you going to do? So... Regardless, I have uh, off the back of the success of that set, you could say, I booked a 30-minute spot at the prestigious venue in Carlisle, Iowa this Saturday night, the Carlisle VFW. So Carlisle VFW, hang on to your toupees and your teeth, gentlemen, because Ian is coming to a stage near you. So... If that doesn't let you know how things are going in the Ian Pope stand-up comedy world, I'm burping a little bit right now, then nothing will. Excited about this show at the Carlisle VFW. As soon as I finished this little podcast here, I'm going to get down to business, laying out my set list, and checking it twice. So that is later this week. Pretty exciting. Cyber Monday was yesterday. What a waste of email space that is. Cyber Monday continuously underwhelming year after year and that is a fact um every email i got yesterday basically was for a product that i've purchased sometime in the past six months and it simply made me foolish for already buying the product because now on cyber monday the never before low prices that i clearly was not patient enough or on the ball enough last year to take advantage of. So items like a range finder that I bought for the golf course this year, they send you an email, you know, nobody needs two range finders, right? I guess they're thinking that I'm going to love this one so much that I'll buy another for a Christmas gift or something. But every email is basically like that for these companies that basically sell one product. You know, now is the time that uh, you can be reminded about how much of a shitty deal you got on your products, Cyber Monday. I don't know. So 
That's all I got to say about that. Oh, another thing that I'm talking about today on the podcast, I've got a theory that something you've never experienced before happens every single day of your life. Okay, I'm going to say that again. A theory that I've got that says that something you have never experienced before happens every single day of your life. It's just whether or not you are aware enough to notice it. A lot of days, it's a big thing like, you know, the birth of a child or, you know, hopefully it's something good. But these big moments are noticeable and milestone days, of course, stand out. But these little moments that could turn an otherwise innocuous trip to the grocery store into a once in a lifetime experience if you're just paying enough attention. So that's pretty cool. I've been trying to keep that thought in mind and notice, of course, I can't come up with any specific examples right now. There was something silly like the way a knife fell off the counter into the sink, a butter knife after I made a sandwich and it did some like wild spin on its end. And I was like, no way I've ever seen something like that before, you know? So I'm going to keep testing this theory and see just how many of these little moments I can pay attention to. And it's sort of cool. We'll see how it pans out. So that is my theory. And uh, I want to hear if you guys, I never hear from you guys. I put out my email address a few weeks ago, hoping that some of the folks in Utah would reach out. Maybe they don't have access to email in Utah. Maybe they're like playing this in some sort of a hostage situation where they do not have access to email, but listening to the Popecast is either the entertainment or the punishment for that. That's a sad thought. I hope that's not true. So, um, my friend Dave framed a letter from his dad the other day, put a picture of it up on Facebook. I thought it was kind of cool. It wasn't so much of a letter as just like a single sentence note that was signed dad. And so just this scrap of paper with the help of a frame goes from something disposable to a timeless treasure. So I'm going to start trying to take that thought going forward and frame some more things. Uh, I'd like to have a room someday that's just the full wall, floor to ceiling is covered in just like little things I framed, like a ticket stub or a note from a loved one, obviously pictures, things like that. A few years ago, I went back and I printed out a bunch of like four by sixes of just some, some otherwise some photos that would otherwise just kind of go forgotten in a, you know, in a, either in a digital format or, you know, just in maybe in a stack of four by sixes, but getting pictures printed off is pretty cool. I even did some five by sevens and put a couple things in a five by seven frame. So the idea of uh, preserving pictures beyond just a digital space is something I'm kind of interested in right now. Think about doing it. I'm just coming at you guys with some hardcore life advice today, right? Some interesting stuff to think about. It's not all fun and games, am I right? Sometimes you got to just you got to just think about the real business. The real business of life. So, that's all I got to say about that. Coming out of the serious stuff, I'm going to tell you guys that the number 11 when it's written out 
E L E V E N. Such an odd name for a number. That is, that's an odd number, right? Okay, L L even. Spanish for the even, perhaps. An odd number. What are the, what are the odds? So that's the first time that that thought has come out of my mouth verbally, and it maybe didn't come out the best, but. It's a thought nonetheless that probably will go nowhere and will probably never be heard again. But 11 is the oddest number name that I have uh, yet to identify. And I guess I'm going to keep my eyes and ears out for more potentially odd numbers. 11. It doesn't look so odd when it's just written. It's a pair of ones side by side. Anyway, that's going nowhere. That's going back in the, uh, back in the notebook. So I'm going to get down to the real business of the show right now. The moment that you've been hanging on for to the very end, the LeBron James theory that I have that is rock solid. LeBron James cannot be the greatest player of all time. LeBron James is not the greatest player of all time. This is no disrespect to his wins and his records and his accolades, which speak for themselves. And those are legitimate and those are real. But here's the reasoning. Basketball, first and foremost, is a game of stylistic expression, okay? Basketball is the ultimate style game, more so than baseball, more so than any other sport, hockey, certainly, football, certainly. The, you could make an argument for soccer. There's a lot of beauty in soccer. But the whole culture of basketball is style, is a visual presentation a manifestation, if you will, of your personality. The greatest basketball players of all time, stylistically. Um, the guys who are actually the greatest basketball players, obviously Kobe, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. Go down the list. Most of these guys have a certain stylistic flair and beauty that they bring to the basketball court, which is totally unique to them and something... Even a guy like Allen Iverson, who is not certainly a top 10 player, but top 10 stylistically. And I think that this style element has to be factored into basketball. LeBron James plays some of the ugliest form of basketball that there has ever been amongst a major star. Even a guy like Shaquille O'Neal, known for power and moving guys around on the block, two-handed monster jams. He had that pose that was his logo for a while, probably still is of him two-handed hanging off the rim with his legs up in the air, you know. He had, he combines power and style and brings this certain flair to the game. LeBron's most signature thing is this like weird bow-legged jog he does, the awkward hiding of the hairline, just an ugly jump shot which I'll give him all sorts of credit for. He's worked hard on, and he's you know, an okay three-point shooter. But even his dunks, the closest that he gets to stylistic presentation are those fast-break dunks where he kind of brings the ball back behind his head for a one-handed slam. And even then, he doesn't, he doesn't ever translate the raw power that he quite obviously has into anything close to smooth, beautiful basketball expression. 
It's a far cry from a Kobe Bryant, from a Michael Jordan gliding through the air, Clyde the Glide Drexler, Magic Johnson, I said before, beautiful basketball game. The only other guy that probably plays as ugly as LeBron James that I can think of historically, another great player, uh, Larry Bird, very ugly white man game on Larry. Um, so anyway, this is why LeBron James cannot be considered the greatest basketball player of all time because part of that discussion has to be on top. He certainly has the accolades, the numbers, and all that jazz to be right up there. But he cannot take that mantle. And I would argue, you know, probably out of the top five, strictly on the back of the fact that he plays ugly basketball. Okay? LeBron James, let him know I said it. One of you guys knows, a, knows somebody who knows somebody who knows LeBron James. So, Ian Pope said it. This is the Popecast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Frame something special today. And notice those once-in-a-lifetime moments that are happening to you every day. Thanks so much for listening.